like to have them return or not. I know we've had a ton of tweets about that, but we've also had some other tweets pertaining to you know other players personnel questions things like that so we yes. want to do our due diligence we always ask for it to be an interactive show so we are going to hold ourselves accountable and make sure that we go through these tweets so without further ado let me turn through. it over back to my good haired colleague all right let's roll through these we got a bunch to get to we'll try and keep it you know relatively as brief as we can although mozi you and i you know we've got like everyone we've got strengths and weaknesses as radio hosts hey keeping it brief ain't exactly one of our strengths i don't think but we'll, we'll do our best here uh glenn tweets us and says um we still got some coordinator ones here so we'll do some some bouncing back mm -hmm. and forth if that's all right with you that's perfect um Glenn says, my take on the coordinator conversation, I think no on Canada. I just don't think even if he had a great offensive line, feels like he's trying to fit square pegs into round holes too often. Doesn't work to our players' strengths. Butler is different. I think the injuries on the defensive line and what he was given as far as talent has created some of his issues. Butler has pre proven his worth. I would keep Butler. I'd send Canada packing. Let's pay to move the entire Munchak family to Pittsburgh. <laughs> I mean that was why he left to go to, went to uh, that's why he left to go to Denver was family related so I do like that good good by you right there I see you, I see you detailing your work uh, CC Ryder tweets us and says good question good conversation I think the answer lies on what they think um, is has been the cause of some of the shortcomings is it the offensive line is it the play calling is it Ben's limitations how much do you think the receiver separation issues is part of this. And, um, yeah, I mean, that's, I want to turn again, that question are, to you though. If yeah. you had to rank them, how do you rank them? Oh, man. Because well, put we, offensive line one, well, because we always say it's a, it's a collective, right? We it always is. say, Oh, it's not just it one, but we never really put a place value on it. So if we ranking them, I, number one I, being I, the absolute, this is the most, the, the thing that's pressing been the biggest yes. detriment. Correct. I, I, I'm going offensive line one. Then after that, two A and two B. <laughs> Somebody seeking comfort, man. Hey, put a value in it. Come on, baby. I, I, I think I, I think I would go Ben too. Okay. I would. I, I also like when we talk about why the why the Steelers are here. I would also have Ben, you know, in that conversation those as well. Those things too. don't have to be mutually. Like exclusive. those things don't have yeah. to be mutually exclusive. Mm -hmm. He has shown the ability to be able to rise to the occasion and drag this team and this offense across the finish line, as long as they can get to the finish yeah. line. With Ben this season, he's below average for three quarters and elite there, in that final. Yes. You know. Yes. 13 to 10 minutes of a game. That's what he is right now. Absolutely agree. We got a couple tweets. Scott tweets us. Uh, Grinning Barrett tweets us along the same lines. Greetings from Nashville. Been listening for two seasons now. Love the show. Well, thank you. And I think your first time tweeter say, yeah. here, Barrett. Welcome to the party, pal. Oh, I, I love that spirit there. He says, forget about who to keep until the offseason. Focus. On the Chiefs. Scott says the same thing. We're going to upset the Chiefs. Let's enjoy. We'll talk about this after the playoffs. Well, no, see, but that that's the reason why we're having this conversation because we're having it with the intention and anticipation yes. that we will win. 
because it's easy to have this conversation once after we a win. loss. Or, yeah. or even after a loss, it's easy to have that conversation then. Or we'll be saying, oh, well, no, we lost. So everybody sucks. Or we won, so everybody's great. And we'll be riding that high or, or you know, riding that low from the win or the loss. But mm-hmm. no, we want to do it before those emotions take Correct. over. Before and the recency you, and then you bias. Right, yeah. because after TJ goes out there and maybe has three sacks, yeah, we're screaming something totally different than if we're going into the game and he hasn't done that just yet. If Ben throws for three touchdowns versus three picks, it's a different of opinion. It's a difference of the lingering effect of that as well. So that is why we're very particular about having it today. Lingers, man. Katie tweets us, I think Canada will be back. The personnel is not his fault. Wide receivers have been disappointing. Poor offensive line. Ben misses on a lot of throws that he either can't see or connect upon. I think the biggest thing to focus on this offseason is that offensive line. Doesn't matter as much who the next quarterback is if you can't run the football. Uh, look at Baker Mayfield. He doesn't need to throw the ball with that run game. He's just an idiot who goes and messes it all up on his own. But in an offense like that where you could run the ball and you know you're going to get uh, you know, wins on first down is ideal for whoever the quarterback is. Yeah. I I agree. Particularly with the Baker Mayfield part, although I think some of that's on Stefanski and the play calling as well, too. They mm-hmm. still ask him to do way too much for whatever uh, reason. But, you know, that's that's just our opinion from across the turnpike. That's uh, how the cookie crumbles. CC Ryder follows up. Thanks for the response. Solution to our problems. Mason for the first three quarters. Ben in the fourth. Boom. <laughs> you know what? You bring up a good point. <laughs> Oh, man. What if that was the solution? <laughs> what if that was that big wrinkle you were referring to earlier? Oh, that's the <laughs> – I'll tell you what. Then I would say it's Matt Canada's offense. That's what they've been cooking up. <laughs> People will be losing their mind. Austin tweets us and wants to know who's the next GM. If Kevin Colbert is gone, he's going to be a big loss. Con or Hunt, it feels like it's – this is another one of those, I don't mm-hmm. want to rush this conversation. Yeah, we because we, we, it's a lot more minutiae to But it to feels that. like Omar Khan or Brandon Hunt both have the, the – it's a yeah. two-horse if, – if, if they want the job, right? you know, because Omar Khan, is, it's been rumored that he's going to interview maybe for the Chicago Bears or mm-hmm. that the Bears have asked for permission to interview him. We know he was in the running for the Texans job last yeah. year. But I would have those two at the forefront of the conversation right now. But once again, though. Are you falling into the trap of promoting from within? Just with those two, know. with those two, I don't think so. What you mean? They're within the organization. Yes, but they are also sought after by other organizations. This is true. I, unless I'm wrong, unless I'm no, miss, no, no. missing something, no, I, like, I'm I don't think Keith Butler that. hasn't interviewed for no, no, no. a defensive in, in coordinator position. In terms of both of another... those guys, no. In terms of both of those guys, yes, you're absolutely right. But what I'm just saying is the simple fact of they're from within the organization, yeah, sure. Because sure. I do feel like at times with Chris Morgan, for example, we can see the O line ah. has looked better these past two weeks since he's taken over. Yes, but when he got totally the, when he got the opportunity to take over, everybody's response was what? Even though he was very qualified. Promote from within. Here we go again. Why are we promote from within? And he was very qualified. So I'm just asking because these two guys, even though they've done a lot in their body of work, they haven't necessarily had experience as a general manager before. Does that concern you? Mm. Since it would be promoting from within. Mm. Something that we are very critical of at times. 
we are, I would not be in this case. I got a lot of faith in those two. I just, I just love how and this I, works, though. Brandon Hunt's kind <laughs> enough to come and sit down with us at the combine yeah, you every know, year. Hunt, so. that's, that's that dude, man. I don't want him going anywhere. He's, he's a friend of the show. Yeah. Top Cat tweets us. He wants Joe Brady out of work in Carolina. Mm. Be careful. I know Joe Brady, what he did at LSU was spectacular. I know he's young. I know he's a hot name, but he did just get the boot in Carolina, and that was his first NFL gig. You got to be careful with the, for you know for every Sean McVay and Kyle yeah. Shanahan. There's there's the opposite of that as well too. Um, and for every Joe Burrow, there's a Sam Darnold out there. <laughs> Scott says Ben and Colbert are going to be back next year. It feels like. Sorry, I'm going to get you. I'm going to get fired from the show today. I don't think so. Yeah, I think they're going to do the Magic Johnson. I ain't going to be there. That that's that's definitely the perception that I've gotten from them. But I hope I'm wrong. You know me. I, I don't mind being wrong. I'm I don't all mind for being wrong, wrong in that. Russell says, in terms of the Heinz Field conversation, let's just go back to Three Rivers Stadium. I would take that, too. Hmm. I would take that, too. Yeah, why was it called Three Rivers? It just didn't have... The same way Wrigley, you know, Fenway, See, I've Yankee never, like, looked stadium, into them like that, honestly. Lambeau yeah. Field. They're just those okay. older stadiums, you know, before we turned into a bunch of corporate greedy ah, bastards in this country and started to sell naming rights to everything under God's green earth. Hmm capitalism baby hey man you love it you hate it although it's actually i believe wrigley wrigley field was originally wrigley gum okay but now it's just kind of feel, yeah but it's like lambeau field it's you know okay. it's, they used to just name stadiums mountaineer field pit stadium hmm. okay 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 yeah I but like but now they're like oh wait we can turn that into millions of dollars baby hey man don't don't knock it if you can make that hey. you know hey. i'm not knocking it I'm just a little jealous. That makes two of us. <laughs> I wish you're going to sell the naming rights to my house for that right. kind of money. Who wants to be called? The, we could call this the Wesley Euler residence if you want. Okay. Oh, man. Glenn tweets us and says, how about Bill Cower for GM? I don't think Bill Cower has any desire to leave his comfortable TV gig. The dream. He would have left. Yes. He could have left a dozen times yes. by now. If he wanted to, I he is just living the dream. Yeah, I don't see him going anywhere. Um, Carlos says a few things. Whoever we get as our next quarterback, we need a consistent passer, um, like a Josh Allen, like a Russell Wilson. Um, also, do you feel like Haskins is going to be the backup quarterback down the road? I'm very interested to see what they do with Haskins this offseason. I am. We haven't heard much much good, about though. him, but I would think that that's a good because if it was disaster i think we'd be hearing that All right yeah i think haskins will probably get another year you know another another one because he was only on a one-year deal this year right right i was under the impression that that was what this whole situation was gonna be yeah he's gonna get his chance to get his audition mm -hmm. come in the system show that you can you know be a good backup be a professional put some of the character concerns to rest i mm -hmm. think he's done a good job of that this year i think the only negative thing we've ever seen was what people were tweeting about him having his phone during a warm up portion. If that's the biggest thing he's done, I think he'll be all right. I think that's fair, Arthur Motes. 
I think that's fair. Frankie Z tweets us, Tyler Linderbaum in round one. Is that the pick the Steelers should make? I've been stumping for Linderbaum, what, most since October? Yeah, man, you've been on this train, But he's going to be Magic Johnson when the Steelers pick. Yeah. He ain't going to be there. Maybe if the Steelers, you know, would have lost those last two games and they were picking at 13, 14. Well, we say that, but the Steelers picked in the top 10. Let's stop playing. You never know. Steelers picked Devin Bush at 10th overall. It's true. Let's not act like they can't move. They can move. They can, you know, this is 20, they can this, change their naming this, rights. This, they this can is, move. This is 2022. We, we, they're not worried about where they can where they can or can't draft. If they want to move up, they'll move up. Julie tweets us, Mason had a sustained audition and Duck beat him out. Eh, yes and no. Mason also broke his collarbone, and that was a big mm-hmm. part of the reason why the Steelers went back to Duck. I am not saying 2019 and what we saw from Mason should inspire confidence in you, but I also don't think that that should be enough to completely bury him as well. Again, okay, so what about the following year when he came right, in at the end of right. the year versus the Browns? What about this year where he got the, hey, you're going to start against the Lions, you know, the Saturday night before the game? What about that? Still came out there and did his thing. And anybody that remembers that game remembers that, hey, he actually, I, we know he missed the throw to Ray Ray for the touchdown, but he was leading the game-winning drive. There were two drops, a drop, a fumble, if I remember correctly, two fumbles that were not because of him. He did his part as the backup quarterback. That's all. And I'm not even like this big, like Mason guy either. No, I don't even get it twisted. I'm just, I want to be clear. I want to be clear. I don't think he's the next franchise quarterback for the Steelers. Not at all. But I'm talking about next season and what feels like the opportunity that they're going to give him to at least compete and maybe with one other person. Yeah. I think I'm just not on the, on the bury him or, cut him right away yes. crowd i'm not on that yes. yeah yes um da, 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 da. richard says 12 and a half point underdogs in a playoff game the nfl just keeps kicking sand in our face i hope we blow kansas city out um but normally that doesn't happen with a point spread like this listen you're not gonna blow out many teams in the in the, the playoffs, playoffs yeah period in the nfl point blank period but particularly in the playoffs you, you got to win a, a low-scoring close game. And obviously, tomorrow and Friday, we're going to talk a lot more about that, and we'll do a lot more scouting. Um, but, yeah, I I don't see this as a blow. I don't see the Chiefs blowing out the Steelers either. Like, they might end up winning by double digits, but I don't think it's going to be one of those games that we're all sitting there at halftime thinking this is over. Right. The way it gets to that is if we turn the ball over. If we have yes. turnovers and we can't get stops, absolutely, it will get gory. But if we don't play like that and we haven't been playing like that these past couple of weeks as we've been winning as long as we play the way that we've been playing where we minimize possessions where we take advantage of turnovers where we create turnovers and we ultimately protect the ball it'll be close and at this stage with this team just what you want yeah Steelers man seven tweets us and says morning guys regardless of how we look Sunday night I feel we should keep both coordinators for next year. I don't believe we've seen Matt Canada's full potential yet. Would be interesting to see what he could do with a Haskins-type, more mobile quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got a couple tweets. Frankie Z tweets about this. Steel City Champs tweets about this, uh, about everyone outside of Pittsburgh, all the national talking heads, you know, picking the Chiefs to blow out the Steelers. Um, uh, Nick Wright on first take today, or uh, yeah, for, first things first, part mm-hmm. of me today, saying that you know it's a bye week for the Chiefs. Again, guys, just don't pay attention to these people. Well, you, know? you got to remember, it's the national media. They get paid to do what? 
stir the masses, get the pot. Yeah, ready. you're playing into right. what they want you to do. And Just ignore is, them. And Who for cares? Them, and if you're being real about it, we talk like this because we're Steeler fans. If this were any other team in our position, if this is the Philadelphia Eagles right now, <laughs> do you think we will be speaking this highly of the Eagles? Oh, yeah, they could beat the Bucs. Yeah, they, I believe in them. Yeah, no. I shouldn't be a blow. In fact, I'll say they're going to get smoked by Tampa Bay. There so, you go. And I'm sure if you go to Philly, though. They'll probably say the Steelers are going to get smoked by the Chiefs. Exactly. And I'm sure the people in Philly believe that what? They got a chance to win. The same way us in Pittsburgh feel like we have a chance to win. So that's the reality of it. We have a lot more confidence because it's our team. We're emotionally invested. National media, they do not care about our team. They want to just deliver, you know, messages for the masses, sure. things that are going to get the people riled up, but at the same time, it's not going to look too outlandish. And them saying that, you know, a team with Patrick Mahomes that is favored, that has had a ton of postseason success versus a team that they just beat handedly a couple 20, of weeks ago and points. who have been struggling and had to have a lot go their way to get into the postseason. It's not too far-fetched for the national media to make that case, to make those claims. And that is why even Vegas has the spread set at what it is. Vegas isn't trying to lose money. That is not what they get paid to do. Nope. So when you see them put a double-digit spread out there, they do it for a reason. Yes. Okay? So with that, that is ultimately why the national media is backed by those, and that's why everybody doesn't have these, oh, I can't believe they're going to say that. And it's just us <laughs> that yeah. feel like that at times. That's, that's normal, though. Don't And listen, folks, you're allowed to be a fan. You know, I could see our buddy Tom Offerman, shirtless Tom. Yeah. He always, whenever I say something like this, he always says to me, just let fans be fans. Let What's the, the matter with you? Just let be fans be the fans. But what, like, do we have to be that person every week that posts the NFL network and all eight people are predicting the Steelers to lose? Oh, here's ESPN.com, Mina Kimes and Marcus Spears and mm. Dan Orlowski. They all picked us to lose. Who gives a rip? Like, like, I mean, again, if you're you're allowed to be a fan, you're allowed to be emotional, you're allowed to be invested, you're allowed to be a fan however you want. But I just think, who cares about that, man? Like, who cares if 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 every national football writer in America, from ESPN, from Fox, from the NFL Network, from Pro Football Focus, wherever, is picking against the Steelers? I don't care if they're all picking the Steelers to win. I don't care. What do I give a rip what those guys say and girls? I don't care. They're not here in Pittsburgh. They're not a practice every day. They don't know the team like we do. Just say, I'm getting fired up about this. Don't let those people get you fired up. Who and, cares and, and what shout, they say? Shout out to Wes because he doesn't discriminate. He said, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. All of them. I mean, I, I listen. <laughs> said all of them. Listen, I love, I love Mina Kimes. Said all of them. I love Mina Kimes. <laughs> I love who's uh, Cynthia Freeland on the yeah. NFL Network. But I don't always agree with them. He said any one of y'all. He said Kay Adams, you want it, you Kay can get Adams, it too. Well, she's a Cleveland fan, he so said, she can get all the smoke. He said who, 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 any of y'all that's repping the, about a team other than the Steelers, all y'all can get it. Like, <laughs> who, who, who cares? Now, if everyone was picking the Steelers to win, we'd all be thumping our chests. Like, who cares? Right. Let them talk. It's a five-star matchup because we're in it. Let them talk. It's that simple. What Juju been hating a core for? How much did missing Tyson and Tuitt affect that run defense up the middle? 
massively. Oh, right? absolutely. I mean, those two dudes are, you know, really good at their job for a reason. That's why one's a former first round pick, a lottery pick, a top 10 pick, and another guy's a former second round pick. I mean, both of these dudes play it at a high level when they're healthy. And yes, you feel their impact when they are out there, but more importantly, when they are not out there. Absolutely. Old alum tweets us and says ESPN computer rankings giving the Steelers a 24% chance to win the game. That's all we need. That's all I need. That's all we need. So you're as saying long as that, not zero. So you're saying there's a chance. All right. 0%? Well, hey, man, why are we even showing up? 24%? Hey, y'all like us a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. It's, it's, it's enough to make them think hey, about us. never tell me the odds. Well, because I look at it like this, man. Arrowhead, is it scary? I'm sure the people who have never went out there and won in a playoff game before, but it's different for us, or at least for me, because we went out there when they were the two seed. We went out there in a primetime game. I don't care about that. Now, I understand Patrick Mahomes there, and that team is different this year compared to that year, but at the end of the day, they are still human. They can still be beaten. We've seen them take a loss two weeks ago. Now, granted, it was the Bengals, but they still got beat. They also just struggled against the Broncos. Absolutely. I mean, if it wasn't for the Melvin Ingram forced fumble and, mm-hmm. and Bolton picking it up, who knows how that game is? Because remember, the Broncos were about to score. They were going in. That was an 86-yard return. Mm-hmm. Put it in context for you. At least a field goal. Put it in context for you. Yeah. So it's not out of this world. It's not, oh, man, these guys are being homers. No, we're just speaking of the quality of our opponent right now. And even though on paper – it shows one thing when you cut the tape when it shows a different thing at times. That's all. Yeah, all I, I – and you know what, too? Maybe we we all do this personal experience thing. Mm-hmm. I'm also just – like the WVU fan of me is also just used to this, too. Mm. We played Oklahoma in the Fiesta Bowl in 2009. Mm-hmm. 88% chance that Oklahoma was going to win. Right. That was the percentage. We played Clemson in the Orange Bowl in 2012. Mm-hmm. 84% Clemson. That was the percentage. Mm-hmm. WV won both of those games. Exactly. I don't, I don't care what no, no talking heads or no computer says. Exactly. Steeler Nation 920 wants to bring in Gardner Mishu to compete with Mason Rudolph next season. I'm like, not against that. I'm not against that, but we can – that's more of an offseason. We'll, yes. we'll go through. We'll do the whole would you rather. We'll talk Kirk Cousins and mm-hmm. Derek Carr and Gardner Mishu and, and, and Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers. We'll do all of that. You know, hopefully in in February when we're hoisting a Lombardi after that, but we'll we'll save more specifics there. But I I'm intrigued by Gardner Mishu. Yes, uh, Adam tweets us and says I know most aren't giving us a chance, but the way I see it, we weren't supposed to be here anyway, right? We weren't supposed to be, or we were supposed to be in the basement of the AFC North. Mm-hmm. It feels like we're playing with house money. Nothing to lose. Let's everything enjoy the ride. I, I completely agree. And you know what? A lot of times that's when it's the most fun to be a fan, when it's the most fun to be an athlete is when everyone thinks you're going to lose, everyone's going against you, and you got an opportunity to shove it back in everyone's face. I like that. I mean, because believe no, it. seriously, you know, yeah. The, the Nick Wrights and everybody out there who's pissing you off because mm-hmm. they're saying it's a bye week for the Chiefs. This the, is your chance. The yeah. Steelers go out there and win. You better believe that everyone's going to be dunking mm-hmm. on them. Mm-hmm. And not like Dunkin' Donuts, the good way. Jeez, not like Dunkin' Donuts. Our buddy Ranger Abraham out there in Colorado tweets us and says, during the offseason, what are you guys going to do? Do you watch other sports? What teams? Um, I love baseball in the New York Mets. 
Just curious of what you guys do in the offseason post-Steelers. Yeah, Moats and I are both uh, – we we love sports. Yeah, I mean, I'm be looking forward to college basketball. College hoops. I love ho- – I mean, I, I love hockey. Yeah, I love the Penguins. Be covering, watching, yep. watching a lot more of them once Steelers in – because Steelers right now it just takes up too much. I feel like my time is consumed. Yeah. You know? Can I tell you that I stayed yeah. up till 1230 last night? Because mm-hmm. WVU basketball played at 9 mm. and the Pens played at 10. Mm-hmm. And I do the the, the podcast yeah, I know. post oh, yeah. WVU. So I was it was like midnight when I was done with my WVU mm-hmm. responsibilities. And I was like, well, I might as well watch the third period. Hey, might as well, right? Yeah. Like, I – you know what? It is we're, – we're hyper-focused on the Steelers and football yeah. this time of year. But but I love hockey and the Pens. I love college basketball and WVU. I also – most of you know I'm a Manchester United guy, and, and the Premier League season goes through May. So, yeah, I just watch other sports, watch other teams, and maybe catch up on some TV shows and stuff like that yeah. as well too. But, unfortunately, Ranger Abraham, here on this show – we, we knock if we yeah. if we don't talk baseball. We don't talk baseball. They got to earn that right. They, they have got, not earned it. They have not earned it. The Mets have earned that right. Yes. Our team here, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Wouldn't call it great. Yeah. Wouldn't call it great. Wouldn't call it good. Wouldn't call it great. But nice ballpark, though. Yeah, yeah. Hey, amazing view. Irie says the Steelers are going to bring everyone back because this team is going to go on a run, win the seventh Lombardi, and shock the world. How do you fire anyone after that? See, there you go. That, I like that optimism. That's at we least the that. attitude that we're looking for. Topcat says be careful about Joe Brady just because he couldn't develop Sam Darnold. He, Brady uh, was successful at LSU, was Canada. Eh. You know what? It's a fair point about Sam Darnold. I don't know how much stock I'm putting into. Listen, Nick Saban has dominated college football. Right. What happened to him in the NFL? Yeah. I mean, this is different. Personal wise, different, man. Like, uh, in terms of how that, you can does that mean construct Pete, your does that mean roster? Pete yeah. Carroll's better than Nick Saban because he had success did uh, different play? Uh, right. You know, it, it's 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 all different. It's it's hard to know those things for sure. TC, now this is a good one from TC. Wes, please tell these tweeters that Haskins is not a mobile quarterback. I'm so sick of fearing fans say that. It's it's true. I mean, he's he's maybe more mobile than Ben Roethlisberger at this point. Yeah, he's more he's more but he's mobile not, than Ben. He's, he's not, not a Justin Herbert. Right. Yeah, he ain't Josh Allen or Lamar Jackson right. out there. He can move well enough where he's not a sitting duck. He can do some stuff in terms of moving the pocket, but he's not a dual threat zone read or pull it down and hurt you. If you play man-to-man coverage against it, that's not his game. Mark says, no matter what anybody says about the Kansas City Chiefs beating the Steelers, the Chiefs have to look across that octagon ring into the eyes of an opponent that can knock them out. Any given team on any given day. That's the truth. Absolutely. And, you know, it's nothing more dangerous than a team, you know, with their back against the wall. Nothing to lose. Nothing to lose. They have House nothing money, to lose. If all they get blown stuff. out, we expected it. If they get beat, we expected it. It does not matter. They go out there, they can do whatever they want, and mm-hmm. it's always going to be beneficial for them. You know what? And, and I think that applies to Ben as well, too. Yeah. No, absolutely. 100% let, it does. Let her fly. Let her fly. All right, Motsi. Annie tweets us, wrapping up here, and says, PSA, friendly reminder to all Steelers fans to keep your defibrillators and oxygen handy <laughs> and in working order for Sunday night. Is it that the truth? I got my life alert necklace, so if I, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying, if I go into the bucket, I'm going to push my little pink. 
okay, last one here. Glenn, this is a good one for you to get us out of here. Yeah. Says, you know, speaking about the defensive line and the absences of Tuit and Tyson, I think the loss of those two has also had a major impact on our linebackers. You okay. and I have talked about this a little bit, but yes, we have. Glenn says, uh, can Moats talk more about that and how Devin Bush and Joe Schobert, you know, have maybe been affected by that? They they seem like they have the speed to be side to sideline guys, but they're now having to take on blocks from the interior, which is not necessarily the strength of their game. Would just love to hear Arthur Moats' thoughts. I yeah, think so, you said it well, Glenn. Yeah. So uh, yeah, really good question, and it does play a part in their performance. Don't. Don't take that away from them. Yes. Have they been negatively impacted by the guys in front? Absolutely. But in terms of why some of the reasons why I know I've been critical is less about the uh, the D-line in front of them, more about their pre-snap alignment, more about their post-snap just vision in terms of gap responsibilities, stuff where you're supposed to be in an A-gap and a guy's in the B-gap. It doesn't seem too monumental but I could tell you for a fact that 46 yard touchdown run that Latavius Murray had it was that simple instead of a guy being in a front side a gap he was instead of a guy being in a back side a gap he was on the front side a gap and that's the difference that's the professional detail that you have to operate with to play defense successfully in the NFL and when I look at our interior linebackers they don't do that consistently enough hmm. I think that they're I guess I feel like their intention and I think their aggressiveness has improved. I think they attack the line of scrimmage and they're more downhill now compared to earlier in the season. But I still question their play in and play out details, coverage stuff. I don't mind you getting beat, but you're getting beat to your leverage side. What do I mean by that? Hey, if we're, you know, face to face and I say, hey, Wes, this guy cannot beat you to the right side of your body. If I tell you that, what should you do? You should probably take a step over, even cock your body a little sure. bit to make sure it's definitive that this guy, under any stretch of the imagination, cannot beat you to the right side of your body. I cut the tape one, though, and I see them, instead of taking that approach, they do the opposite of it. Hmm. They take a step the opposite direction, almost like you're inviting these players in there that's the part where I'm more critical of these linebackers because sure. that has zero to do with what your guys are doing in front of you. Sure, That's you not being prepared. That's you not having the intimate understanding of the defense, of the calls, of the strengths and the weaknesses, where your help is. It's like you're, you're D'ing someone up in basketball yeah. and your coach, hey, make him go left. Make him use his and left you, hand. You make him go right. left. And you're, and you're letting him and just drive like, to like, the rack What are we right doing hand? here? Yeah. And it's like, oh, man, well, you don't have a big man in there to protect him. Well, what if he just make him go left? <laughs> right. Like, what if he makes you know him what I'm go saying? left? Like, yeah. If you make him go left, I'm make sure you use his off hand. Make him go left and pull up on the jumper from the elbow. It's a lot harder of a shot than going right and dunking it every time. Mm -hmm. And then you holler about, layup and right you about we don't have a we don't have a rim protector. Where's our rim protector? Where's our rim protector? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> like, so every time I hear this argument of the D line, the D line, so it's the a little D bit line, of both, right? It is a little yeah. bit of both, but that is where for me, I'm just like you also have to control what you can. You got to control what you control. We knew this D-line situation wasn't getting any better after week four. Mm -hmm. Okay, Tua's not coming back. Tyson's not back out there. These are the guys you're stuck with. They're not the worst guys, but they're not the best guys. So with that information, you should be able to formulate a plan for success. Completely agree. And that is the part where when, I cri when I'm critical of these linebackers, that's the part that I get on them about, man. When it's plays where 
D linemen are pushed up on him. Worst plays where offensive linemen are up on him. I don't care about that. I understand, hey, man, that's the product of your environment. Yeah. But it's some of the other stuff that gets me a little ticked because I understand at sure, this level sure. the details that you have to have. And it just looks like they're a little bit lacking mm. in that attention to detail at times. And there is no excuse for that. Yeah. Uh, G. Rob, though, says, uh, I strongly believe with Khan and with Hunt, they have gained experience working so closely with Colbert, and that's a benefit. In my opinion, they are assets to the Steelers organization that we got to hang on to. I agree, G-Rob, and also, you know, again, assets to the show here because I like talking to Brandon Hunt mm-hmm. every year at the mm-hmm. Combine. Uh, da, da, da. Let's see. Uh, Benjamin tweets and says, January 17th, 2016, a botch snap to Peyton Manning. He falls on the ball for three seconds. He realizes no defensive player is around him. He gets up and throws a first down on a game-winning drive that ends the Steelers' Super Bowl hopes. Why do I bring this up? Give TJ Watt the sack. <laughs> and now Moats is just poor Moats is having PTSD over here of 2016. No, not even that. I was just, those things aren't the same, though. When did Huntley ever gather himself? When did he ever gather himself? Yeah, see, I can't even, now I'm just going back to those painful <laughs> memories. Of, everyone talks about, you know, 17 against the Jags, right? Okay. Or sorry, 18 against the Jags. Sure, yeah, because it was in 17 January. 17 against the Patriots. Mm-hmm. That, you and I have talked about this before. That Broncos won. Oh, that's worse than the Tebow game. I mean, I ain't tripping on it like that. You guys were going to win the Super Bowl that year. Fair enough, but we didn't. <laughs> yeah. I don't think the Steelers were going to win the Super Bowl Tebow's year. You could tell yeah. me if I'm wrong. I think winning the Super Bowl without Ryan Shazier would have been would've really been difficult. difficult. Yeah. And we knew even in that Broncos game, we but were going was, in there banged that was, up. That was the year, man. That w- but we also went into that game, no A.B., no L. Bell. Redmond is the running yes, back, right? Yes, it was Redmond. It was yeah. – uh, no, 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 it wasn't Redmond. It was Fis- uh, Fitzgerald Toussaint. Toussaint, that's yeah. right. <laughs> like, we knew what we were going into. We knew we were empty, shorthanded, and we got banged up. I, mean, I got hurt in that game. A lot of us got banged up. Like So, I don't, like, I still don't even, like – think back on that to that extent but that play is still drastically different because Manning did get up and gather himself and then go to throw the ball we can't show anywhere where Huntley got up tries to throw and did anything considers throwing yeah like just you look at the play he never got up the snap was muffed from the beginning off the off the center's butt that's I mean the letter of the law I agree. That's all. All right, we're overdue here, but this is a good question from Jonathan that we will use tomorrow when we start scouting the Uh Chiefs. Ah, hey now. Jonathan tweets and says, Motes, I need to hear from you defensively speaking. How tough will it be for the Steelers to do what they want to do versus not blitzing at all on Sunday? Patrick Mahomes has a a tendency to kill teams that blitz. What is the best defense against him? Do you man up? Do you cover two shell? I know Mike Tomlin says you got to switch it up. Your thoughts, Jonathan, will start there tomorrow when we really start to scout the Kansas City Chiefs. Sound good to you? It sounds good I don't to want, me. That's a good one. I don't want to cut that short. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you, man. I'm we'll, with you, baby. We'll devote some time to that tomorrow. So, yeah, Jonathan, man, we will get you on the front end. So, that just means you have to come back when we tune in tomorrow. Hey. But with that being said, big time shout out to my producer, Mr. Wesley Euler. Bing bong. There he go. And what about my colleague, 
my great-haired colleague, my partner in crime, Mr. Wesley Euler. Bing bong. Yeah, you know, he's so nice. You got to get shout out twice, baby, on that. But big time <laughs> shout out to the Power Grid, the Mega Watchman. Yeah. Without y'all, this Great show does today. not have the type of excitement and energy that it does, man. Mm-hmm. So we, def- we greatly appreciate you guys for, for that, sure. man. But uh, other than that, man, we will see you guys tomorrow. Manana. Same time, same place, as we always do on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers mm-hmm. Nation mm-hmm. Radio. There it is.